0: I'm a I'm a, I feel like I'm a decent person like I'm I'm bearable like I I'd be okay in the village like I'd be I wouldn't get kicked out like I wouldn't make a mess like just let me hang out dude let me just smoke some of this cool herb and I'll just stay in my cabin and I'll make cool things and I'll sell them to the village I just want to be like the village blacksmith but the village bondsmith dude like, that's it like like if I could. Not that I would want to live back in a time period where there was, like, no air conditioning or cars or anything. Like, we're talking, like, if we go back to, like, you know, 1,200 years ago or so, and everyone's living in dirt floor houses and whatever, living in little villages. Blacksmiths making swords and armors for knights. Like, I could do that as long as I was respected and had air conditioning and still had a car and some good food. I need to have, like, consistency with the food. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Either way. I want to live in some sort of little village where, like, fucking people come up to me and they're like, I need this type of piece. And, like, I want it to be magic. I want it to, like, own, basically, they're, they're going to ask me to cast spells to make this. How much weed I've smoked? Barely any. One joint and one dab. Now I'm talking about this. I went from really, okay, wow, what an arc. The beginning of this episode was very, like, I don't even know what that was. Now I'm talking about a theoretical village that I want to live in where people will come ask me to do glass magic and I'll make them special pieces where they can go on quests and like smoke it and then do like some sort of spell to get into the cave and then fight the dragon. Or if maybe smoke out the dragon, that'd probably be better. No violence in my story. No violence. We're just, we're only having a good time. Dragon's going to get high with them, man. Maybe we should start the, maybe we should, you should edit, put this at the beginning and then, (laughs) and then all that crazy shit at the end. I was just going off this morning, a lot on the mind, you know, and you guys were the ones stuck having to listen to me. It's what it is. It's what it is. All right, some future diesel here. All right. right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 121 of the podcast. Wow. Exciting. It's been a super exciting couple of weeks for us here at Bear Mountain Studios. We're in the beautiful new studio here. Yes, we have the blank green wall behind me, but hopefully by next podcast, we have some decorations back here and make it a little bit more homey. Before we get into today's episode, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at bmsclass.com. That way you can stay up to date on all of our giveaways, our drops, our podcasts, and everything we're doing at Bear Mountain Studios. Um, we do have a Sunday sale coming up. I think it's like maybe it's mid-March. So it's I think it's next Sunday. So this off drops this Sunday next Sunday is a Sunday sale. Um, and then we also do Patreon drops and stuff too and there's giveaways on Patreon. So if you want to sign up for that as well it's patreon.com backslash Mountain studios. And we have a private Instagram and everything we hang out and do lives on that's connected to that as well. So if you want to join that crew make sure you sign up. Um, today's episode, man, I'm going to be venting a little bit. Life's been a bit crazy. Um, I'm not talking about it on social media so much. I'll post it on my podcast because it's longer format and it's not quite as big as my, they did it account. So it doesn't make as many waves, but I'll talk about it on here. Um, the, uh, our wonderful local County is now going after the new studio. Um, I called it. I told my wife within three, three to four weeks of us finishing this almost 10 month 11 month project of building up this new studio that we would, the County would try to shut it down once we were done. Um, and that's what they're trying to do, but we're going to keep fighting for this space and working hard. They forced me out of my home. They forced me to get this new space and I built it and did a great job. And they're trying to force me out of here too. I don't know why my family's being targeted. Um, but I would assume it's because I smoke too much fire weed, too much of that fucking dank ass weed, dude. If that's the problem, you know, Artists aren't the problem in society at all. If anything, artists give people new perspective on a world they're living in. If you're in a a dark space and you see some beautiful art or something that changes your perspective, art is a perspective changer. It's something we look at and gives us an escape for a moment from the reality that may be dark that we're living in. Artists are not the problem in our communities. Um, I, I do believe the problem is a bunch of hurt people hurting people. You know, we have old mentalities here in the county I live in. I'm not even going to say the county anymore because last time I said the county, the county got a bunch of emails from people who love and support my brand who are really upset with how they're treating us. And I think it caused more problems for me. Um, But what can you do? Um, We should be allowed to express ourselves and express ourselves to our local service, like people who work within the government, if we're unhappy with the service we're getting from them because they're using our tax dollars to do that service. So... We should have the right to complain or express ourselves even if we're angry people are allowed to be angry people are allowed to be upset there's nothing wrong with that um but unfortunately um any sort of emotion or anything i do is looked at is a concern from the people who run all this shit so um yeah so i'm just gonna like pretty much be pretty vague about everything but they are coming after the new studio we hope to keep this bad boy open and keep crushing here I think that we will be able to keep it open for a while because if they do anything to me, it's going to take them a few months, and all court shit takes a while. Um, but I'm going to try to be positive about it and just say that hey, maybe they'll just chill out and leave us alone, or they won't. Either way, um, like I was saying to my producer prior to starting the camera here, it's like it's crazy that you know with the state our country's in with like the dip in tax revenue and around the whole country people can't afford their property taxes anymore people can't really afford things anymore at least people who are homeowners and business owners and stuff <clears throat> yet they're going after young entrepreneurial people who are just trying to contribute to our community and build industry and bring jobs um it seems very counterintuitive it seems like the older people should be encouraging the younger people to start you know build companies, bring industry, build jobs, contribute to the local economy. Those seem like key things that you should be encouraging the next young generation to do. Unfortunately, it seems like they're doing the opposite, which I'm like, hey, where's your social security and all this money going to come from when you're old and you can no longer work contribute and you're sitting in a nursing home? Where's the money going to come from? It's going to come from the younger people. That's how this all works. The young people step up. We pay taxes. We work hard. We build industry so that that money can then take care of our elderly generation, the older people, so they can live the end of their life comfortably i don't understand the goals here um but maybe like i said it's because i'm like i smoke uh medical marijuana i have a form of epilepsy so i have a medical marijuana card that helps marijuana helps me much more than the depakote i used to take that made my bones brittle so It's a lot healthier alternative medicine that seems to work for me doesn't work for everyone. Just like alcohol is not for everyone, just like church isn't for everyone. But we all find something that helps us get through this very challenging life, you know, a little bit more peacefully. So I'm trying to stay positive, though. I'm not a victim at all, and I don't feel bad for myself, but I'm definitely worn out. I'm definitely a bit tired and I'm definitely stressed. But that's, I think, just being a parent in this day and age and any day and age and owning a business. If you choose to do difficult things, you're going to face more challenges inherently. It's what happens. So I try to remind myself that every day when a new challenge comes or a new letter comes in the mail from my local government agency that, you know what, these are challenges that if I choose that I want to go this hard and build a company and build something I'm proud of, the harder you go, the more challenges you're going to face no matter what. But even when I say that to myself, it doesn't make me feel much better. Uh, It's just, it really doesn't. It's crazy. I'll listen to people who are motivators or people who have insight and older people and listen to like people online, like influencers and stuff. And like, I'll get all these tools from different gurus and people, like all these ideas. And I'm like, wow, I have so much knowledge in my head to face the next problem that's going to come my way. And when that problem comes my way, all that goes out the fucking door and I'm freaking out and stressed out. I really think that it's very difficult to take the tools that people who are knowledgeable on how to handle yourself in this world and actually implement them into your life. It's so fucking hard because at a primal level, it's fear. When you get things like this happening, you fear You fear because it's affecting your livelihood or the way you take care of your family or the way that you like just your just quality of life in general. Um, So I'm trying to find a way to like learn and listen, but also implement it in my life where it actually helps my day to day. Um, But, you know, what can you really do besides continue to push super hard? I mean, I don't want to quit. I don't want to stop. The reason I think me and my wife get so upset when these things keep happening is because we have so much ambition and dreams for Bear Mountain Studios that we don't want some little, petty, vindictive person in our local government affecting our growth and our dreams, Because they're because they couldn't pursue their dreams. That's unfortunately usually the case is when you have someone that's trying to affect your life or your dreams. It's because that's a very sad, sad, petty, vindictive person who the only joy they get out of life is watching everyone else suffer as much as them. It's truly disgusting um the real formula for fixing that and the remedy for it is to find a way to bring peace to even the people who are the most petty and vindictive find a way to help those people feel better because them having a bad day they want to ruin the party for everyone you know what i mean just because they didn't get the present they wanted to get now they want to fuck up everyone's day i don't get it i had those feelings as a little kid but i grew out of it i grew up and i realized that there's other people around me and other people matter in their perspective and their feelings Unfortunately, some adults never learn that they go through their whole life believing they're right, believing that they are holier than now and that anything they do can't even be questioned, because if you question it, then you're offending them. Um, What a fucking sad way to live, to not grow and change, to be stuck in your ways. Unfortunately, there's a whole generation of people out there that were the children of people who fought in World War II or Vietnam. And they have this mentality of like, we're America, we're the best, we're the winners, war, war, war. And that mentality, that winner mentality, when all you care about is winning, that means that you're going to hurt everyone around you in order just to win. And at the end of the day, in your head, you're like, I won, though. That's all that matters. That's fucked up. If all you care about winning is winning then it's gonna be very difficult for you to grow with your species or with your community because you're gonna be the only one at the top you're gonna be all by yourself and a lot of these old people don't fucking get that i wish nothing but the best for these people who are targeting me um i hope that they find peace in their lives i hope they find something they can enjoy besides pursuing me and my family and my business but what can you fucking do dude what can you fucking do i'm not gonna complain about it i'm just gonna keep smoking weed working hard supporting all the people that i support and trying to enjoy my life experience because this shit's so temporary i can't invest much more time into being upset about what these people are attempting to do to me i won't let them do it no matter what they try to come at me for i'm a good person a hard-working person who pays his taxes who takes care of his family so i got nothing to worry about it just might be fucking a little bit annoying having to go to like court or some shit but enough of that let's just smoke hang out and talk Boss lady just got here. I just saw her walk in. I just wanted to give you guys a little update on all that craziness. We thought it was over, right? We thought it was over, but it's not. Might just be the beginning. We'll find out, though. Smoking some of this Dali today from Green Dot. stuff is awesome. It's this uh, mix of Headbanger and Candy Cake. Well, super fire. It's like a creamy vanilla sour diesel kind of terpene really gets the nose going <coughs> um, and then for hash today well <coughs> the terps for hash today we have the a5 Wagyu, the fortismo and the future diesel and i'll take a couple dabs today but you guys know once those dabs start hitting i'm gonna get a little bit like slower and confused that's just the desired effect of the hash I've been dabbing less though, because when I dab a lot with all the pressure and stress I'm under, it kind of gives me anxiety because I feel like I lose a little bit of my inhibitions or at least my ability to rationalize things. If I dab super hard, I'm almost like I'm in the emotions when I'm smoking hash, I'm living in the emotions. I'm not living in like reality. So like if I'm emotionally at the time kind of stressed and feel like I'm under a lot of pressure, like my livelihood is in jeopardy when I smoke a bunch of hash then I'm like, oh, I'm freaking out. I'm having panic attacks. It's crazy. Like I've gone through stages of smoking where I can only smoke flour. I can only smoke hash. And I find now that it really has a lot to do with where I'm at emotionally or mentally. Uh, cannabis is the best medicine for me for like a lot of the things I deal with between like uh, petty mall and fucking uh, like the, the migraines that come from that and all these different things. It, they're better than like all the other medicines I took over the years that fuck with you health wise. But there is a side effect of weed. If you are in a kind of a tough mental space, and you have a lot of unanswered questions. It could create a kind of a bubble of anxiety around you. And I think a lot of people in their thirties that stop smoking weed, it's for that reason. It's because life becomes real and then they can't be in that fog or that bubble of THC because they are having panic attacks and now they're not functioning and their quality of life goes downhill. But for me, I just love it. I just keep fighting through it. If I'm I don't, I accept the panic attacks. I'm like, you know, I'm going to smoke some hashtag and have some panic attacks. Fuck it. But like, I don't even care, dude. Like, I'm just going to be living. Cause I mean, like, I don't, like, everything is feeling so, like, primal and raw in my life right now that I'm just, like, I just don't care anymore. I don't care what these people want to do to my family. I don't care what they want to do to my business. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to live today. And if tomorrow you want to fuck me, go for it. Like, I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to keep trying to do a good job and I'm going to keep trying to contribute my everything I can to my community and do everything I can for my neighbors and everyone around me. And if someone wants to fuck me because they've got a stick up their ass because they don't like me, that's fine. That's their prerogative. But I'm not going to spend any more time just freaking out. I'll talk about things like this, but I'm not going to like usually like sit at home and have panic attacks and sit there just like freaked out and i can't even enjoy time with my daughter like she wants to play and i'm just so stressed out that i can't because anytime i'm playing with her then i have like I'm like oh what if this is gone someday because of this or that and i'm like i realize i'm like all oh, this is going to be gone someday dude and like 10 years she's gonna be too cool for you and want to hang out with her friends and not you like so i have to like i think i'm trying so hard to hold on to what reality is in the moment and not letting life just go as it is it's just a flowing stream you have little to no control over it. you just go with the flow And that's what I have to be better at. I think as humans, we always try to control things. We try to put everything in a box so it's safe. So we know that it's going to stay that way and there's some consistency in it that makes us feel safe. Like, oh, it's always like this and everything feels good. And that's why, like, if you get in those spaces where everything's good and comfortable and the same, you might have something as simple as your coffee machine breaks that morning. And it's the worst thing that's happened to you. Your whole life's this was the coffee I wanted to have and my day's fucked now and everything's fucked. That's what happens if you start getting way too comfortable. If you keep yourself a lot more uncomfortable through life, you'll find that most of the challenges that come your way, you realize that is something that's coming from outside your world that you have to push away. It's not something that's happening to you. It's happening for you. That's like one of my favorite sayings with life is life doesn't happen to you. Oh, you didn't get in a car accident. It didn't happen to you. What was me? It's like life happens to you. And even the worst situations, they give you an opportunity to see what you're capable of. Doesn't mean it's going to feel good. Doesn't mean it's going to be make you better. All it means is, is if you face something really hard, Am I capable of overcoming this? That doesn't mean you get presents at the end or anything like that. Or even congratulations. It doesn't even mean people will notice how hard you tried and what you've overcome. Most people will never see the struggles you've overcome. And for you to sit there and try to explain it to someone almost minimizes your struggle. Because most of the things we feel that hurt the most of these emotions, when we're unheard, we're not, no one's paying attention to us. People don't care. It's fucking crazy. This is the shit they should teach you in school. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is accurate, but like they should teach people how to manage their emotions and how to manage problems when they come their way. Absolutely learning math, science, social studies, all these things are important. But what's really important is having a healthy population that's able to manage problems when they come their way cuz life is so full of them. It's truly constant. And like I said, the harder you go, the more constant the problems will be. But problems are perspective. Problems can be opportunity. So far, what has happened to me over the last year with my local government and everything, if I look at it big picture, I haven't gone to court yet. I haven't broken any laws. I've complied the whole time. I've built a beautiful new studio and opened up more opportunity for my team and other people that want to join it. It's only net positive right now. The net negative is that emotionally and personally, I feel crushed because I'm overwhelmed and it's a lot, but that's a personal problem. When I look at life in my situation more as a collective and the people around me and what I'm doing, it's a net positive, but that doesn't mean that the net positives aren't always the most painful and distressing things you could go through. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you have, you know, as a kid, we, I used to get so excited for Christmas, you know, I can't sleep Christmas Eve. You're so excited just to wake up and get those presents. As an adult, rarely the best things that happen to you are you sitting there really excited for it to come. Usually it's terrifying, usually it's life-changing, and usually it takes time after this event before you realize that, hey, maybe that was the best thing that had ever happened to me. Perspective is hard to find in the moment, it really is. It's almost impossible to find perspective in the moment, in the moment, most of the time we're just reacting on emotions, we're reacting to things that are happening to us. It's so hard to go outside yourself almost as a third person just watching what you're going through and saying, hey, I'm going to kind of just witness this. I'm just going to witness what's happening to me and not react. I'm going to absorb it and watch it as if my life is a movie to me. I'm going to live in a third person inside myself and just witness these things happening. And this will be the only way that I can cope with it because if I feel like it's happening to me and all this is happening in in the moment, then I'm going to react as an animal would that's trapped in a cage that has someone trying to poke it and prod it. Or, or, you know, that that fear, you're going to fight or flight, that's what we're going to react on. So the only way to avoid the fight or flight is to use your superpower as a human, and that's your consciousness, and that's pushing yourself in a third person and watching as a witness. Just witness what's happening to you. Don't react. Just witness it, and then try to understand it. Try to find perspective. Tell that to someone who is fucking on fire, though. They'll be like, "Get me some water. Put me out." Like that's that's how I feel. Like most people feel when they're going through things. It's like it doesn't feel good when so- when you're really having a hard time, and someone walks in. It's like Yeah, man why don't you just try to like chill out and see it from a different perspective you're like fuck you dude like my life is over like my shit's fucked up I've killed myself to get here now this is being torn apart fuck you that's why I think if you're having a really hard time sometimes it's hard to follow people on the internet that are doing really well or really positive because you're like fuck everyone fuck this shit it's fucking hard Like, my shit's torn apart. Everyone's still fucking. But that's the victim mentality. You have to avoid that. Once you get in that victim mentality, you can justify the worst thoughts. You can justify the worst ideas. You can get yourself in such a dark place that you can't even recognize yourself anymore when you start believing you're a victim. It's crazy, dude. This is a glass podcast. We talk about glass blowing here and glass stuff. This is all glass related. This is all about the function, dude. This whole conversation is about function. Just think about it. You see it. Look deep into it. It's about function, but yeah, man, it's kind of a growing up is really um, it's really eye opening, and you find if you worry so much about the things you have no control over, you end up hurting the things that you do, you know, have a little bit of control over. Like, if I spend all day being worried and stressed out about the situations we're in, and then I'm not playing with my kiddo and she gets bummed out and I'm not showing her attention then I'm actually hurting the things I do have control over. I have control over going and playing hide and seek and playing with the dollhouse and doing all these things. But if I'm feeling like a victim and I'm super depressed and woe is me, then now I'm just sitting by myself and ignoring my kid. You know what I mean? Not saying I do that, but I'm talking about a perspective of stuff we all go through. It's that if you feel like you're a victim, you feel like everything's happening to you, it'll start affecting the good things in your life. It will. People can only for so long be there for you and be compassionate. But if you're just a bummer all the time, eventually people leave you and they get away from you. You have to find a way to be positive, even in the toughest times, and not an inauthentic positivity, not fake. You really have to look deep and find that silver lining. You have to, or look at what your responsibilities are say fuck me for a minute I don't care about myself I care about these few people around me how do I make sure that they're okay their life experience how can I be a stepping stool for them to grow that's it you don't have to be the winner in your story you could be the person that helps people and help someone else be the winner whatever like this collectively as humans like it's about the group surviving and making it further one person winning is the death of our species it's not it's not what it's about. That's fun in a recreational sense. But when it comes to real life shit, it's not good. I'm going to take a dab here in a minute, too. But just trying to enjoy this joint. This joint's giving me a lot of perspective this morning. I haven't smoked yet today. I came right into the studio and started working. And I was like, I'm going to save literally any smoking until we start this podcast. Because this shit, like, weed will help me open my eyes up and see perspective and not be so self-centered in my thoughts about who like me winning or me achieving something. And it just makes me go, you know what, like, how can I help the people around me? How can I forgive the people who have done me wrong? How can I move forward so that the only thing I bring on this planet is good and not hurt? Like, I just, I want to help not hurt. Revenge being vindictive all these things just bring hurt to everyone but if you can find ways to forgive and help people and move on it's just better for everyone even if you have to be the loser in the situation a lot of the time that takes you stepping up going you know what i lost i was wrong even if in your heart you feel like you didn't lose and you weren't wrong sometimes you have to fucking step up and just just eat it just eat a big old pile of shit and just enjoy it and smile at every bite of that fucking shit. Just enjoy the poop. I don't even know, dude. That's how I feel. I feel like I've just been eating a big old shit pie. And I have to smile. It's good. It's good. I'm having a great time. I'm fine. But not in a fake way. It's like you have to almost like embrace the shit. You have to embrace all the shitty things. And be able to look at is like, great, what a challenge. Let's get it. Let's go for it. So badly, though, do I just want to watch movies and relax and not be freaking out? I can't watch movies anymore because if I watch a movie and something stressful happening in the movie, I have a panic attack. So if I watch movies, I can only watch something that they're laughing in. It can't, and it can, I can't even watch Adam Sandler comedies because here's why. In every Adam Sandler movie, which are my favorite movies growing up and now I can't watch them, is... Because it's funny, 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 and then all of a sudden everyone's doing good and then there's this big turning point where the main character's sad, 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 and then they recover and they're happy again. I can't do the dip. I can't do any sort of thing in a movie where they're like, oh, yeah, and like then this bad thing happened. No, the whole movie needs to be happy and everyone had a good time and went home smiling. That's the only shit I can watch right now which really limits the amount of content I can consume because most good content has to have a storyline with an arc and a, a plateau and a dip and... Not me, man. I just have to watch dumb shit. Like, skate videos are the best, honestly. Fucking skate videos rule. Because if you like skateboarding, you just, like, are pre... Like, the downs are someone wiping out really hard. But that, to me, is, like... That's not... It's different than emotional shit, dude. Fuck emotions, bro. Fuck all those emotions, dude. Emotions fuck me up, dude. God damn. I, like, wish... I know that there's medicine to, you know, suppress emotions, but for someone that smokes as much weed as he does, I don't really like taking pharmaceutical medicines for anything because I, I've grown up with family members and people that had to be put on different pharmaceuticals for stuff that they thought were problems. Then they created more problems and then they had to take this drug and now that, now they're like, people don't seem healthy that are on a, a cocktail of fucking pharmaceutical drugs. My dad, like just smokes weed for the most part, like his whole life. And like, at his age, like he always tells me, he's like, the reason I look young is because I've smoked weed since I was like 13 years old. And like, not saying that, like, he like looks super young, but for someone who's 70 years old, like he looks not 70. And he like built this whole studio with me. Like most people, I my Like my grandpa passed away at 72. Like my dad, my dad, you're two years from when grandpa passed away. And, and like, you look, grandpa was fully white and all like, you don't look like that. Like And he's like, yeah, I just smoke weed every day, all day. That's like my dad's around me. He's like, I'm, I'm convinced that the reason, because the, he's in a retirement community with other old people, him and my mom live in a retirement community, so they're around people the from anywhere from 65 to 90-something years old. And my mom and dad know, they're like, we, we don't look like these people. We're still doing things. We're still kayaking. It's the fucking weed and mushrooms, dude. It's just weed and mushrooms. Some of those, some of those pharmaceuticals are fucking rough. They, uh, they eat you up from the inside, but that's why most medicine isn't there to heal you. It's just to keep you like hooked. Like most medicine isn't there to like fix your problem. It's there to just put a bandaid on it, basically. Just probably take a dab, but I really want to smoke a little more of this joint. Right now though, here's some fun stuff. We'll even have a thing in the beginning. I just will be like fast forward to 25 minutes in, and then Evan stops freaking out. Um, <laughs> here's some stuff. So currently uh, doing some collabs with salt which is big for me. If you guys have ever watched the podcast way in the beginning, I had an opportunity to work with salt and then I didn't get back to him and it was a whole thing. Um, so he has a couple pieces he's working on right now with me. We have collabs going with avant-garde, which is going to be like the celestial Turp hammer, which is going to be sick. Um, we have collabs with glass by Blake, which is like this all faceted out like flowers, like through the tubing. It's incredibly beautiful. Um, there's a bunch of really cool collabs in the works we're working on. Um, new projects, still working on the six foot RBR. I literally put a pause on it though when all this shit happened that I've had to handle. Cause I want to make the six footer when I'm having a good time, not when I'm like kind of sassy, stressed out. Um, so there's like a lot of positives and fun things happening with the glass. A lot of new things I'm excited to share with everyone. It's really annoying that so much life stuff's been happening, that it's affecting my ability to share content. I'm also weird about sharing content now because my Instagram is being monitored by fucking our local code enforcement office, which is crazy crazy. There's got to be something else. Colorado Springs has almost a million people living in the El Paso County. It's like 856,000 people live in El Paso County. Am I the biggest problem? I cannot be. I've seen people like homeless people everywhere, people on drugs, buildings that are caught on fire because someone had to get warm outside of it. I can't be the biggest problem. I can't be the biggest like, thing affecting the, you know, the quality of life for the folks in Colorado Springs or El Paso County. And I don't think I am. I really think I just have like this old person that just, I hurt their feelings or something. And they're having a hard time. And they're just taking out their emotions on me. And I just have to be strong. I have to be strong for them so they can take out whatever they want in me and then I'll be able to recover and then they'll feel like they won. That's all I want. I want whoever's targeting me to feel like they've won. Like you win, you win, you're the best. You get it. You, you are the winner. I'm the loser and just now let me be so I can just spend time with my family and help me and my team and my friends grow around our little counterculture industry we got here. So that's the thing. When you do anything that's abstract or different from the norm, you're really asking for it, especially if you live in a very conservative, religious, militarized city, because that's just what it is. I mean, Colorado Springs is like, it doesn't get much more religious, military, or fucking any of it, conservative. It doesn't get much more like this is the Mecca. But when I bought my house here, I bought my house based on what I could afford, which I couldn't afford up in Denver or Aurora. I needed something big enough so that I could have a glass blowing studio in the garage. And so that I could grow my small amount of medical marijuana plants that I was illegally allowed to grow in my basement so that I could save money on cost of medicine and stuff. So there was like reasons I got my house here. I was so naive though. I didn't even look at anything. I wasn't like, what's it all about down there? I was like, Oh, there's a house in our price range. It's there. We can make that work. We'll live down in Colorado. Colorado Springs. We'll move out of Aurora. Fuck dude. I slid under the radar for about eight years here and they all loved me. The neighbors loved me, everything. And then once they, then once they found out I could take those fatty dabs, they're like, no, sir. I think it's literally because I'm having so much fun. I think that I'm literally living my dream. And I think that infuriates normal people that had to get a government job and just like work some fucking government. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel for them, but at the same time, leave me the fuck alone. Stop it. You're making me sad. I cut it out. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm just like, God damn it, leave me alone. I just want to make my bing bongs and fucking smoke the fire hash that drops every week and the fire weed at the dispensaries that are legal here. Yeah, I've been worried about like uh, Operation Pipe Dreams 2.0. Like, I'm like, are they going to try and go after me? Like, and like, not not that they really could, but if someone really has a stick up their butt for me and, like, this one specific person that's targeting us has a connection. that She was actually in the police department for 20 years, and then she retired and became part of a local government. So I feel like for that reason, like, I don't see why she couldn't, like, if she had some connections, be like, oh, there's this person in town here, and they... They make pipes, but that would be so extreme because of like, yeah, there's also dispensaries in town here. And there's also fucking heroin and meth addicts all over the streets and homeless people everywhere. What are you talking about? Like I'm smoke every bit of marijuana I smoke. I don't even smoke black market shit anymore. Like, and I, I should, like, I should be out there buying like my friends shit, but like I buy it from the dispensary. I'm like so uptight about this whole, I want receipts for the stuff I bought. I want be like, yeah, everything was bought through a licensed dispenser with my medical marijuana card. Everything is in the system and recorded, and I need this for my, for medicine. It's why I'm a medical marijuana patient, <clears throat> and Bearmount Studios doesn't promote people smoking our glass with hash, but on my personal Instagram, I'm going to smoke my glass with hash because it's my medicine, and if I want to take videos of it, that's my prerogative, you know? So, like, I don't think it would go anywhere. Um, because I do have really good lawyers and I have really good everything. Um, but it's just, the whole process itself, you know, like even the process of like knocking that down or getting things cleared up, just clearing up the bullshit, even being on someone's radar. Like it makes me and my wife so uncomfortable that someone monitors my fucking Instagram now. That's a code enforcement agency has nothing to do with anything and they'll stop. They probably haven't looked at it in a couple weeks. Like realistically, they're probably going to be done once I get everything cleared up. And after about six months, they won't even be looking at it anymore. Because like, let's be clear, we were able to work at my home. They shut us down in April of 2022. We were able to work until February of 2023 before we had another violation or anything. So they must not have been monitoring my Instagram that close. They only monitor it when I get reports. It all stems from my neighbor. Once, Whenever my neighbor reports me for something at my home, it opens up a can of worms for everything I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's cause we were so low key for a while. And I had this one fan that was going out in the end of January, this one fan in my studio that kept turning on and off cause it was overheating. And that on and off motion got the report called on me cause it was changing the white noise. It would be like, no, like they don't notice the fan unless it's being turned on and off on and off. Cause then it's changing that little hum, you know what I'm saying? Um, <coughs> <coughs> so Yeah. So that's my point is I think they won't be monitoring me after a couple months because there's a lot of shit happening in the springs. They were so busy. They couldn't even get back to us. Code enforcement's never gotten back to us. We're just we're we're dealing with like regional building and lawyers now. It's like a whole it's everything's changed. So like I'm I'm trying like on a positive note. I got this shit going to get it all figured out. I just it's going to be a funny story in 10 years. You know, what I mean, that's it's gonna be like, oh, this happened. Hopefully, it's a funny story. Like, yeah, we were forced out of our home, and then we we had to expand, and then it actually was the best thing that ever happened. In Bear Mountain, I was able to start going to bed and take weekends off, and didn't have to work a hundred hours a week. Like, maybe that's what this will lead to. I hope so, because I love as much as I love working and I'm obsessed with glass blowing. Like, if you have kids and a wife and stuff, it's you can't work a hundred hours a week your whole life. You will not see your family, and you'll hurt your family. So. Yeah, that's why this is all for the best. Change is good, but how the change happened wasn't wasn't fun, wasn't fun at all. And I feel like a broken record because the last year, this is what the podcast has been. It's been me just talking about us getting in the new studio and building the new studio, and then talking about other things with like code enforcement and then, you know other episodes where I talk about like bullshit stuff that's happening in the glass industry, like social shit, and you know what I mean, like. We used to fucking just do dumb dab videos on here with big ass pipes and have like guests and stuff. I want to get back to that, but people need to leave me a fuck alone. So I can't, or I need to toughen up. I got to toughen up a little bit and, um, be able to ignore the bullshit and just do my normal thing, which I'm working on. I think I'm getting better at that, but like anything conditioning, I got to keep conditioning dude. takes time. take a dab here we're gonna take a dab of some i think the a5 Waigu. that's in that that beef turp i don't even really get beef turp to me it's like this like savory like buttery gas <sighs> yeah dude i don't know like and we're not filming at the home studio anymore just because you know i don't want them to be like oh You can't even film a podcast at your house. Like, I don't know what I'm even allowed to do in my house anymore. I think you're only allowed to shit, eat, and sleep in there. Like, because, like I've said in other episodes, I'm not the only person they're going after. They're going after anyone that started a business during the pandemic and makes shit in their garage. If you're making cabinets or birdhouses, or you're doing stained glass or soldering or welding, anything you're doing, they're coming after you in El Paso County. What a weird way to spend our money. What a weird way to spend our money. This is why I truly think that the young people, if we if the next group or generation to get in there, it might take it might take my kids' generation to really fix it. But I feel like a lot of things could be spent in different ways that would truly just make life better. The problem is, is there's small groups that want to control all the wealth. They want all the wealth to go upward, you know. That's what the whole pandemic was. It was a transfer of wealth. That's what every major war, everything. It's all. Tra- even, I'm not saying these things are planned or they're done by some secret group. I'm saying that anytime something big happens, it changes the world. It's a transfer of wealth because the folks with money are much more prepared for the end of the world and the folks without money have to pay a premium for everything and they get drained way faster. And when you're getting drained of money, it's going upward. It's going into someone else's pocket that is more prepared than you higher up. That's a problem. I know that's a game. I know that's part of the game. That's capitalism. That's why some there's some winners and there's some losers. But before we go out and play games, we should focus much more on quality of life. And I know, that, I know that that's a very vague way of trying to cover a very complex problem. But really, I mean, come on. There's so much that can be fixed with just some simple things of people not wanting to make so much profit, you know? It's like, you don't need... Like, what why do you need all the money? I guess that's like kind of naive for me to say that. Cause I crushed so hard to get money to be able to pay for what I have. But at the same time, like there's a certain level where you have billions of dollars and it's like, you don't need all that dude. Help someone. That's what I want to do someday. If I have fucking a lot of money, I just want to, I want to, my legacy to be just helping people. I want to be remembered for helping people. That's a, that's what most people's goals should be when you have money is like, be remembered for helping people. Problem is, is if you get too rich though, there is a, there's a level where even if you're super, super rich, if you start helping people, they'll be like, oh dude, you're fucking evil too. Like which she probably is, but like, look at, look at Mr. B Gates, that dude, bro. Like he's like, technically spends more money than anyone on philanthropy, but that shit's kind of slimy, dude. If you look into it. Well I haven't mean, had a dab in a few days Been predominantly smoking flour So I said the dabs they, they get me going They get me thinking They get me emotional Not like crying emotional But like crazy emotional Where I'm like fuck dude They're coming after me What if I What if I can't do this What if this happens I ain't doing that shit today though, cause I got a lot going on today. I have a new glass blower coming in today to do a trial run, cause our boy Mike C has been out for a bit cause his kiddo is just born. And when you have a kiddo first born, I mean, you you if you really want to do a really good job, you kind of like really have to be there in the beginning. It's cause it's so much work on you and your partner. It's just a lot. Like you just need to help each other. And so we were like, dude, take your time. But I think you might come back in the next couple of days just for a little bit here and there. But I'm still trying to get another person in here to help with color because I need color. <clears throat> I'm eating through color so quick. And the new bloopers I'm doing use, like, a lot more color. And, like, I have other new pieces I'm working on, and I need more color for those. And it's just, you know, it's – I need more fucking color. So I need someone else in here doing that. And Cormac is starting to learn how to do um, – like little bubblers and stuff like he's done a, a few like uh test run ones and they are looking really good for his first ones and then this new guy I have starting is going to team up with me and cormac the three of us are going to work on like a flower line like straight tubes with like dry ash catchers and stuff but like really affordable like i want the tubes to be sub 300 um with color on them and then have accessories that you can get on the website your choice of it. you can pick like dry ash catcher drop downs like all stuff like that um, so probably in the next two months, you guys are going to start seeing the flower line pop up in really small quantities. And then hopefully by the end of the year, we can start having like all the stuff available from like dry catchers. You can go on our site and be like, okay, I want to get a dry catcher that matches. Like, say you get your straight tube one week and you have like an Atlantis lip wrap and foot and you're like, okay, sick. I got this. And, you know, maybe like a few weeks later, you're feeling you had a good week, made a little extra money. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go on bms.com and order myself the fucking matching ash catcher. And you have that ability to order the Ash Catcher and not have to like wait as long. Another thing, too, is like, Cassie's working on this, is when you buy an RBR, whatever you buy, having different options for the cap. So if you don't want the bubble cap, you can pick a spinner cap for an extra like $60, or you can pick a slurper set with opal in it like to match your piece at checkout. Um, that way, if like, you're like, I don't use a bubble cap, I want like a spinner. I don't use that. I, I use a Slurpee. I want a Slurpee set. and That way, you can have the matching stuff for your piece, much easier. Uh, that way, cause not everyone buys like more than one piece, but this way you have more ways of like collecting stuff and supporting bear mountain and getting like new things for your collection. that going to match your setup. So like over time, it's like almost like when you're like building a car, like you can like keep like adding stuff to it and making it sicker. Like, and the whole, like I want that kind of collectability where people can keep kind of like adding to their stuff to make it like more and more dope this is kind of a crazy thing I want to do and I don't know if how I would do it, but I eventually want to have like a tier on Patreon where like if you sign up for that tier every month, you get a piece of glass in the mail, but all these pieces of glass connect together. And after 12 months it builds a whole piece. Like I want like, so it's like, you're like building this piece. You're like, dude, I'm going to get the mouthpiece next month, this and that. Like just, I don't even know. It'd probably be dumb. You could pay for the whole year and get the full piece at once. And I don't know. I don't know how I'd make that many though. Cause Even if I had 50 people sign up for that tier, I don't know if I could make 50. You know what I mean? That's the problem. It's like trying to do fun stuff like that at scale is really difficult. Because like I'm making everything and it's just, you know, glass is slow. Glass doesn't get made quickly. Every, Every step is just like, it's a slow process. That way, like if you were to go to a glass blowing class and watch, it's like, it can be pretty boring because it's not like extreme like crazy moves it's like a lot of very slow precise movements like watching the glass spin forever like getting at the right heat base there's so many things that like factor into um finishing a product and with glass it's not fast at all it's very slow i'm super excited i'm taking a glass blowing class this year cannot wait i've been wanting to do classes for years but couldn't cuz i had to crush so hard and this year i'm going to take a class with siren i think i told you guys already though but I will probably say it two more times before I go. But going in June. <coughs> I've never been to Tennessee. I bet you it's going to be humid in June. I assume. It's going to be fun though. Sorry I'm yawning. Like I said, been going hard, hard, hard. Um, but yeah, today we're working on um, some of the new pieces. Well, I'm working on some of the new pieces for the Sunday sale. I have um, two different RVRs I'm working on and a blooper. Um, I have a new blooper design too that's like a bloop tower. It's like this... Kind of this weird thing, and it kind of takes components from the pump station, if you guys remember that from last year, and um, incorporates it into like a blooper that stacks kind of like it's like off, like the way it's stacked, it's like, I don't know, I'll fucking show you guys. God damn it. I'm so bad at explaining glass because glass is already, even if I showed you a drawing, it's flat on a piece of paper. It's gonna look so different when it's actually shaped out and it's three dimensional. Um, Yeah, we live in a three dimensional world, right, Aija? We don't live in 4D, right? No, we're not 4th dimensional beings. Not yet. Soon. Someday. With enough hash, we can become 4th dimensional beings. Yeah, I'm hoping this uh, new guy today uh, is comfortable here. And I hope everything works for him. Because I just... We need some fucking color. And the guys want to be able to move on to other projects. And the demand of color I need is like makes it so they can't do anything but color prep. So hopefully we can get another person in here to help so my guys can move on to other things too. Because I want to see everybody grow, you know? I want to see everybody doing different shit. These guys have prepped a lot of color for me over the last four years or so. Mike's only been here a year, but cormac has been here four, and Brandon's been here like three and a half or so. God, Cornack will be here for five years this October. And it'll be my 10th year bowling glass. That means he'll w- bowl down with me for half of my career, which is weird to think about. Yeah, he started in 2018. Damn, dude, he was a, he was a little baby. <laughs> he was he was young. It's funny when I first met Cormac, he uh, snuck into like a dab party. He was 17. Wait, you were with him, right, Aja? God, that's the first time I met Aja too, dude. But Aja's like I an, like an adult, adult though. Aja's like does the kid thing and does all that shit, bro. He's a grown up, dude. I don't even see Aisha as, like, being... Aisha. yeah, I don't see you as being a 25-year-old. No, dude. Yeah. You're just living. Just living life, dude. God damn. Let me take one more dab. I gotta smoke this Fortismo real quick. Actually, or the Future Diesel. Oh, yeah. Let's probably do that Future Diesel. That smells pretty crazy. I haven't smoked a lot of that. It's almost a full gram. Sick. But, yeah, I'm just gonna keep trying to stay positive, guys. Making cool glass and just trying to enjoy each day even if things are tough I hope you do the same in whatever capacity you live your lives in, but always try to just find a way to enjoy the moments because life just constantly comes at you. It's crazy, man. And most of the time you don't realize you're in the good times until they're over. And that's a really fucking, everyone says that shit, but it's true. Like you'll, most of the time you'll reminisce on things but like, Oh damn, that was, I missed those times. But if you went back in those times, you would have been having a really bad time. There'd be someone else going on then there's always something happening. But for me, I feel like right now in my life, like I am like living in the best time, but I'm just like having a hard time managing how I'm reacting or feeling towards the challenges that are coming my way. And I have to grow up a little bit. It's fucking tough, dude. It's tough. I wish, I wish the code enforcement people could just listen to me talk as a person and not just see the Instagram dad videos, dude, you know, cause fuck man. Like I'm a I'm a, I feel like I'm a decent person like I'm I'm bearable like I I'd be okay in the village like I'd be I wouldn't get kicked out like I wouldn't make a mess like just let me hang out dude let me just smoke some of this cool herb and I'll just stay in my cabin and I'll make cool things and I'll sell them to the village I just want to be like the village blacksmith with the village bondsmith, dude like that's it like like if I could. Not that I would want to live back in a time period where there was, like, no air conditioning or cars or anything. Like, we're talking, like, if we go back to, like, you know, 1,200 years ago or so, and everyone's living in dirt floor houses and whatever, living in little villages. Blacksmiths making swords and armors for knights. Like, I could do that as long as I was respected and had air conditioning and still had a car and some good food. I need to have, like, consistency with the food. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Either way. I want to live in some sort of little village where, like, fucking people come up to me and they're like, I need this type of piece. And, like, I want it to be magic. I want it to, like, own, basically, they're, they're going to ask me to cast spells to make this. How much weed I've smoked? Barely any. One joint and one dab. Now I'm talking about this. I went from really, okay, wow, what an arc. The beginning of this episode was very, like, I don't even know what that was. Now I'm talking about. A theoretical village that I want to live in where people will come ask me to do glass magic and I'll make them special pieces where they can go on quests and like smoke it and then do like some sort of spell to get into the cave and then fight the dragon or if maybe smoke out the dragon that'd probably be better no violence in my story no violence we're just we're only having a good time dragons gonna get high with them man maybe we should start the maybe we should you should edit put this at the beginning and then <laughs> and then all that crazy shit at the end I was just going off this morning. A lot on the mind, you know, and you guys were the ones stuck having to listen to me. That's what it is. It's what it is. All right, some future diesel here. Look at that. I haven't been overheating the nail because I don't want to wait as long. But I'll tell you what, I feel like the dabs melt better when you get the whole thing hot. That stuff smells crazy. Sick. Man, hope you guys have a great day. Thank think everybody who hung out today with us and listened to me just rant away. Um, hopefully we're back to our normal thing here soon with doing like collabs and guest episodes and stuff like that, but life has been challenging for the Bear Mountain crew. We're still fighting. We're still here. And we're still excited to produce and be part of everything, but we're growing up a lot over here and learning life lessons. Sometimes life lessons are... They affect your you know mentality and like mental health and you get a little bummed out, you don't want to, like, sometimes I don't want to share negative shit on the internet, because I want to just put positivity out there if I can. Like, (coughs) oh shit, oh god, (coughs) anytime I open my phone, or like, YouTube, or anything, it just seems like a lot of negativity, whether it be the news, or some someone's perspective on what's going on in the news i don't know it just seems like a lot of negative shit so i'm trying not to post negative stuff like there's been so many mornings where i've recorded a video and then didn't share it just because i'm like man this is just like so like, even though i'm going through this like this isn't going to help someone else going through something it's just, just me stressed out and posting a video like it's not It's not what we need on the internet right now um trying to correct my algorithm i can't even fucking talk dude it's gonna be a fun day i gotta i gotta te- i gotta teach someone today i gotta t- i gotta be the mentor today oh, man you know too much pressure bro i'm just trying to smoke weed and put my headphones on and just space out in a fucking documentaries dude yeah bro wow what a day but yeah, don't forget to check out our website, bmsglass.com. Sign up for that newsletter. It's going to be the best way to actually see when drops are happening because Instagram sucks. It really doesn't work great anymore, even for the biggest people. They're just struggling. Um, it's it's a tough app to use. So sign up for that newsletter. It's going to be the best way to find out about everything we're doing without having to rely on an algorithm to see posts. Um, and like I said, BMS uh, or we have the Patreon at uh, patreon.com backslash Studios. Check that out, too, if you want extra drops. Uh, we do monthly giveaways. I, I gave away five pieces last month. Like, people literally like that. There's multiple winners that have never been able to get a bare mount piece because they, they just don't have the funds to get one, and they're winning them on there for, you know, like, five bucks a month. They're winning pieces, or they're getting a piece and reselling it and walking away with money. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great day. Anyone that made it this far, thanks for listening to me rant. I feel better. Talked about things. That's what you got to do. I'm just got to talk about shit. Got through it. And appreciate everyone that supports us. I hope you guys have a great day and uh, hope to see you next time. Uh, thanks. So, thank, oh, look, I can't even talk. I just, I'm so high, dude. Thanks so much, everybody. Episode 121. Whoa, dude, dude. I've not taken a dab in, I think a week. I don't even know. Dude, dabs are fucking crazy, bro. Dude. Whoa.